Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Fatima. Community organizing. Ending systemic problems like racism. Liberation theology. All these things kind of tie together. And the fact that Judas was the first community organizer, social activist among the apostles. Why would I bring him up? Hang on tight and we'll find out. Meanwhile, I got a surprise from Father Michelli regarding private revelation versus Fatima versus when do we know how the church expects us to believe these things? Hang tight. You're listening to the Bellarmine Forum podcast. I am John Manos, president of the Bellarmine Forum. Let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So June 13th, one of the days the Blessed Mother appeared to the children in Fatima. You know, with everything that's going on today, I started looking into the Archdiocese of Chicago and where its CCHD money goes. And it's because I found out that the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity, they're the ones that dole that money out. Recall, they're the ones that put the stuff out recently. They've since deleted the tweet. Thank God for screencasts, or people would say it never happened. But I've been working on something in the middle of all this mess. Why is it that we keep hearing we're going to end systemic racism, we're going to end these things, and I keep comparing it. That's what we have today. The money we have that goes into the church's social mission, that's what CCHD is supposed to be, right? Goes to organizations that are all organizers, community organizing. And you know about this for 30 years. The Bellarmine Forum used to be the Wanderer Forum Foundation, has been promoting the, the great and pristine work of Stephanie Block in this area. You might remember small red booklet from years ago. We were promoting this and publishing these things when nobody cared. It's because we cut through the confusion. We're trying to help people see, hey, there's something going on here. And this has been lifelong interest of Stephanie Block. She's been, she's probably one of the foremost researchers and I'm glad that her work has become more known around more Catholic groups. You see a lot of people now imitating what she does. My take's a little different. You know, I don't want to redo what Stephanie does, but this is very interesting to me. And in the course of looking at things, obviously I'm kind of working on a little project. It hit me, something that I never thought of before. You know, we call it liberation theology in South America. But the more I look at it, they don't call it that in the United States. Sure, there's some liberation theologians here. They call it community organizing. And that's where your money's going. And it made me think, that's where the world is now. There'll be more coming on this. And if that's the case, we know. You know from... The last time I gave you a Father Michelli quip, he was talking about it's Marxist. It's a trick of the devil to dupe the church to do the Marxist work. 
Well, I'm going to put this hypothesis out there right now. That's exactly, and you know it from Stephanie Block's work, from the things we've published through the years, the objectives match pretty closely. So with all that said, we, we should compare. Instead of having a prelate tell us, you're racist, think what should we expect a bishop to be like? He should be like one of the apostles, right? And how did St. Paul talk? He, he mentioned, you know, is it wrong of me or you or anybody else to expect a bishop to mention the holy name of Jesus more frequently than we hear it? You know, I'll put a picture in here. I saw something. It just blew my mind. Out of all these rioters, they're now saying that silence is violence. In other words, if you don't say something that's agreeable to these protesters, you are committing violence against them. If you don't go out and show that you're not guilty, you're committing violence against them. If we look at the statements of certain, like the Archbishop of Washington, D.C., or even Archbishop Supich's, Cardinal Supich's, pardon me, statements in uh, Chicago, you get the sense. You need to prove your innocence. Now, if we look at the way bishops are, is that the way St. Paul talked? He spoke on behalf of our Lord, didn't he? Did our Lord say those things? Our Lord would say, come to me, all you who labor, and I will give you rest. Our Lord is the power at the center of holiness. And if we had a world full of holiness, there wouldn't be problems like racism, would there? when I look at how the apostles go, I started to think about it. And I was like, you know, there was a social activist among the apostles. It was Judas. Fulton Sheen brought that up. And, you know, it's not a big revelation there. But I started to get tickled about it when I thought about the money going into CCHD. Because when the lady came and broke the ointment jar on our Lord, what did Judas say right away? Well, this money could have been given to the poor, and he knew exactly how much that perfume was worth. Judas was the treasurer. Judas held the money. I thought it was kind of funny in regards to CCHD and the rest of this mess. But what did Our Lady? Our Lady came. The more I thought about this, I'm like, how should the world be? And I thought, isn't that the whole point of Fatima? Here we are on a anniversary, June the 13th, of one of her apparitions to the children, telling her she'd come the next month, and she did. I thought you'd get a kick out of listening to Father Michelli describe what Fatima is and what Our Lady wants. And we compare that to what we have today. We know what we can do. Say our rosary, do the first Saturdays, repent and be with the Lord. In other words, become holy. When you hear what Father Michelli says, I particularly like what he says about private revelation. Let's go to him for a minute. Here's Father Michelli from 1985 discussing Fatima. All right, Father, this question is from A.S. Corum, New York. We're hearing a lot about Fatima lately. What is Fatima all about? And since this is a private revelation, should we feel bound to abide by its message? All right. 
Fatima is about the Blessed Mother appearing to three children in Portugal and warning the whole world through the innocence and, and uh, integrity of these children that the world is on the verge of, of terrible destruction maybe and punishment by the wrath of God because it has left God fall into atheism advanced atheism and militarized atheism in the East called communism and soft corrupt atheism in the West with all the immorality you're seeing and all the abortion and all the uh, flight from truth the true church now unless we return back to prayer and penance and a good Christian life which follows the Ten Commandments of God a true conversion true conversion changed <laughs> our mind back to God we're going to be punished the little children give us the message now why is it called a private revelation well because it's made to three little children that makes it private but once the church puts her stamp of approval on it it's no longer private it's public the church says here and now this is a true revelation does that make it binding well it makes it binding to this point to believe it is not necessary to believe it to save your soul but you may not consummatiously condemn it if you do you're attacking the authority of the church which is infallible in these cases she can't make a mistake about a, a revelation because that touches the faith and morals of the whole church and when she puts her approval on it she's teaching the whole world that Mary did appear here and these children are telling the truth the other thing about it is this that therefore we have to respectfully allow those who have devotions who are to practice that devotion we may never ridicule it we may never publicly deny it now what is a revelation like this st. Thomas tells us that God who is a loving father doesn't just give us what's necessary to be saved he gives us much more and private revelations are special favors that a parents would do to their children so Fatima Lourdes look at the special favor that our that our Blessed Mother and God did for the Mexican Aztec Indians when Our Lady appeared Guadalupe. at Guadalupe so God is not one who measures every little thing you know, unless you believe just this you won't be saved no he gives us generous he, he's prodigal in his gifts so we should take that gift of Fatima as an overflowing of love on the part of Christ on the part of the Holy Trinity on the part of Mary to save our lives to save society and therefore we should take it with a spirit of gratitude of love and then when the church puts her approval on it we should say this is a Catholic devotion anyone that wants to practice this devotion has a perfect right to do it without any fear of being in any way deceived into practicing a false devotion it has the official approval of the church hence when that official approval comes on the Pope goes there and practices the devotion before millions of people it's no longer merely a private revelation it's a revelation for the whole world for the whole church and how can you call a private revelation the dancing of the sun before 70,000 people that's pretty public don't you think if you go to a football game before before 70 or 100,000 people you don't come back and say well I don't believe that that game took place yesterday because it was a private football game I don't know you, you were there I don't have to believe it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it on TV you just considered stupid if you take a position like that think so. and some eggheads who think they know more than the church unless they see God coming down and telling them personally they want their personal treatment from God they don't want to believe from their fellow man or from the church or from the authority of the church 
They say, unless I see it, it just, I'm not going to pay attention to it. It's just for, it's for, you know, the simple people in the street who are superstitious. They can practice that. You know, we're intelligent. We've graduated beyond that, see. We're much beyond that. That's pride. And that, that pride is a sin. And also, incredibly, uh, the children in July made known that the miracle would take place in October. At right. At noon at the Covidaidia. Right. They uh, predicted... That's fantastic. They predicted the Second World War was predicted Precisely. in 1917. And it took place in 1930. You remember when the Nazis uh, attacked Poland. So this was the warning. If one looks at it objectively and studies the predictions and then studies the fulfillment, one has to say there is more here than meets the, meets the ordinary eye. There is here the finger of God. There really is a... And the Pope has said that. Here is a true revelation of our Blessed Mother to the whole world through these three little children. It's as though one would say, uh, be at Central Park on January the 10th at 12 o'clock noon, yes. and you'll see a great miracle. Right. And, and that happens. And the, the reason that the people were there, they believed the date, and they were there, even though it was raining, as we use a euphemistic <coughs> expression, cats and dogs, see? It was a real downpour. They were soaking wet, and they were in the mud, but they believed what Our Lady told the children, on this day you will see a special sign, and they were there to see it. That's Despite good. the inconveniences of getting there and standing there and getting soaking wet. See. I think if the Lord sends the Blessed Mother with a message, we had better listen. That's right, yes. So that listener should realize that what we, our attitude should be one of joy and gratitude that God sent our Blessed Mother to give us this special gift, special favor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you like it when he's talking about the football game? Well, I didn't see that. That didn't happen. If you look at posts I've made on Akita in the past, people say, oh, this was just private and it wasn't approved. And yeah, actually it was. Bishop Ito approved it. Very public events. 101 times the statue gave tears. Non-Catholic scientists studied it. They couldn't explain it. There was the sore on Our Lady's hand. Communion in the hand. Our Lady told us what the world should be like, what she expects it to be like. Say, Ivan, I guess that all that stuff about communion in the hand was just private and didn't mean anything, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's nodding his head. May Our Lady of Fatima pray for us as we have, uh, obviously, if we take the original apostles as the goal here, one in 12 for social activists, liberation theology, community organizers, would seem to be normal. But what do you think the ratio is today? Can you see the urgency Our Lady had at Fatima and Akita when she came and said, pray, pray your rosary daily, and I'll take care of this. She'll take care of it. I think she's already taken care of it. I think there's things happening. I just, I think Little signs of desperation make me think that uh, things have come to a head and we just can't, us sheep don't see it yet. I guess we'll find out soon enough. For now, we can take consolation in Our Lady. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. You've been listening to the Bellarmine Forum podcast, a production of the Bellarmine Forum, a nonprofit public charity founded in 1965. On the heels of Vatican II, to be an enclave of confusion-free 
Catholicism, cutting through the confusion, smoke of Satan, and the errors and empty promises that are so rampant today from secular humanists, Marxists, the heirs of Russia, and everything our Lady of Fatima warned us about. To remind you to say your daily rosary, this program is made possible through an anonymous benefactor who asks you to say your rosary daily. This program is distributed for the greater glory of God and the honor of the Blessed Mother. Amen.